Hi, welcome back to Bible Stories for Heathen Children. I'm Robbie. Today's story comes from the Gospel of Luke. It's a story of a birth. If you know that the the Gospels in the Bible are the books about Jesus, you might think the Gospel would start with Jesus' birth. But actually, three of four Gospels start by bringing up John the Baptist. Probably this is because John the Baptist is a historical figure. Um, and if you can convince people that he wanted everyone to follow Jesus, that strengthens your Jesus argument. Although the stories about John in the Gospel are generally not backed up by the other by other historical documents. But anyway, um, this story is the legend of John the Baptist. Once upon a time, when the temple was in Jerusalem and Herod was king in Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, the fathers of priests from the ancient days, and her name was Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth both lived righteous lives according to, to the commandments of God, but they didn't have any children because Elizabeth hadn't been able to get pregnant, and they wanted a baby. In that culture, in most cultures, people want to have children to pass on their family names and stories and beliefs. Elizabeth and Zechariah were both children of children of children of great and important priests, but they had no children of their own, and they felt sad because they believed children were a gift from God, and it was sometimes considered a punishment if you didn't have any. Although the story assures us that Elizabeth and Zechariah were good people. Remember last week when the grandfather of all Israel, Abraham, and his wife couldn't have a baby for a long time? Well, even though Elizabeth and Zechariah would have known that story, they still felt somewhat ashamed to be old and have no children. But by now, they were, they were really old, and they'd given up hoping for a baby by now. When Zechariah's division of priests was on duty, Zechariah was chosen by lot to go into the sacred place, the sanctuary of the Lord, and light some incense. Casting lots is a way of making decisions like rolling dice or flipping a coin, except people believed God was controlling the outcome. The priest was supposed to make special preparations before he could enter the sacred place. It was a very special time and a sacred time, and it was considered actually really scary for people to go as close to God's presence as they would be in the sanctuary. Um, in stories of the Bible, people have died in God's presence for making the wrong offerings and things like that. And, um, I mean, you think like, oh, that story about Saul early on in the podcast when Saul was like, I'm going to offer a sacrifice even though I'm not a priest. And God, you know, disowned him as king for that. Well, I mean, that's nothing to the stories earlier in the Bible when people like, you know, the ground opens up and swallows them um, because they they didn't do the sacrifices the right way. So um, everyone gets taught these stories so they don't make the same mistakes, you know, of not showing enough honor to God and following the rules and stuff. So when the time came for Zechariah to go in and light the incense, the whole assembly of people was praying outside. When he went into the sanctuary, he got a big shock. He was startled to see someone standing next to the altar of incense. There was someone else in this sacred place where only the priests go and only when chosen by lot and only at certain times. And it wasn't just anybody standing there. Zechariah realized it was an angel of the Lord, and he was overcome with fear. Angels typically have that effect on people in stories. And the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will have a son, and you will name him John. Then the angel went on talking, describing how happy everyone would be about the baby and how great the baby would grow up to be, and that the baby John would prepare people for the Lord to come. And Zechariah was stunned and perhaps afraid to hope this actually would happen. So he says, uh, how can I know this will happen? Because I'm an old man and my wife is also pretty old. 
Then the angel answered, I'm Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to tell you this good news. But listen, you didn't believe me, so you will become unable to speak until the day these things take place, because you didn't believe the promise, which will come to pass at the proper time. And meanwhile, everyone's praying outside the door, wondering what was taking so long. Then Zechariah came out, and they asked him, what happened? What took so long? What was going on in there? And he couldn't speak. He kept trying to make motions with his hands to explain it, but he couldn't speak, and they all realized he must have seen a vision while he was in the sanctuary. Well, after he'd finished his duties for the time, he went back home, and then his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and she kept to herself, staying in the house secluded for five months until she was, like, really big pregnant. Um, And she said, The Lord has done this for me and taken away my disgrace among the people. Around this time, other things started happening, but I'll tell that next week when I tell the story of Jesus' birth. Then, when Elizabeth was about six months pregnant, she got a visit from a relative named Mary. Now, if you were reading this story from the Bible, then you would know at this point in the story that Mary is going to be the mother of Jesus, the Son of God. And Elizabeth's baby John is supposed to prepare the hearts of people to believe in Jesus. Only neither of them are born yet. But uh, when Elizabeth sees Mary, the Spirit of God tells her the secret about Mary, and the baby in her uterus jumps around. Um, and, and actually, if you've, I've, I've, I've been pregnant, and so when I was, um, when I was eight months pregnant with my oldest kid, he would. One time, we went to a football game. And um, whenever anyone would cheer, he would jump around like he was cheering too. And it was really funny. So anyway, that's what happens. She feels, she feels the baby jump. And, um, and she takes that as a sign that, that Mary really is going to be pregnant with, uh, really is pregnant with the Son of God. And that her baby really is going to be special too. So Mary stays with Elizabeth for about three months. And then she goes home. And by then... You know, six months plus three months, that's nine months pregnant. And that's how long a pregnancy lasts. So uh, basically the time had come. So she gives birth to the baby and it's a boy and everyone celebrates and they're so excited and they're so amazed that Elizabeth is so old, but she's finally had a baby. So on the eighth day of the baby boy's life, they would perform a ceremony and circumcise the baby and give him a name. And the people... All the family and friends that were around, they wanted to name the baby Zechariah after his dad. But the mother, Elizabeth, said, no, he'll be called John. And they said, um, that's not even a family name. Where does the name John even come from? Shouldn't you name him after someone? Give him somebody's name? So they motioned to Zechariah to ask him, you know, about the baby, because they weren't listening to Elizabeth. They're like, Zechariah, shouldn't we name him Zechariah? So, uh, Zechariah, the dad, asked for a writing tablet, and he wrote down, his name is John. And everyone's like, oh, wow, you're serious about this. And immediately, as soon as they named the baby John, Zechariah was able to speak again, and he started praising God. And then everyone was afraid, wondering what these strange and curious things could mean. And all the neighbors were talking and saying, what will this child become? Then the child John grew up and became strong in the spirit. You remember if you listen to the David episode that the spirit of the Lord was with David. And so David was more successful and stuff like that. Well, that's that's kind of what's happening here. The spirit of the Lord was with John. And um, John lived in the wilderness until the word of God came to him and he started appearing to people to teach them and baptize them. He taught them things um, like it's not enough to be born as a descendant of Abraham. 
You have to live the right kind of life. What did John teach was the right kind of life? Well, for starters, if you have two shirts, you must share with someone who has no shirts. If you have food, you must share with people who have no food. Um, and honestly, those are pretty good rules. And the tax collectors um, who would take taxes from everyone, and sometimes they would cheat, they said, well, what should we do? And he said, take only what you're supposed to take and not extra for yourself. And the soldier said, um, well, hey, how are soldiers supposed to live? And John said, don't use your power to force people to give you stuff. Be content with the money you're already earning. Over and over again, John is telling rich people to share, to tell people, he's telling people with power not to take advantage of others, and he's telling people this is how to live a good life. And people kept following him. And they wondered if he might be the Messiah, the, the person who was supposed to be coming to save the people. But he told them, I baptize you with water, but one is coming who's more powerful than me, who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. The, the book of Luke later makes clear that that's supposed to be Jesus. Uh, and John kept teaching people how to live and baptizing them, and he was called John the Baptist. And people followed him around to hear him teach. However, the governor of the region, Herod, didn't like him. Because as I've told you, John was in the business of telling people not to abuse power, telling people to share what they have if they're rich. And if they were wrong, if they were doing the wrong thing, John was going to say it to him. Well, Herod was a rich, powerful, greedy, corrupt leader. He'd done a lot of stuff that was wrong. Um, and John said all this to his face. And he probably said it in front of a lot of other people too. So Herod went and did one more corrupt thing. He locked John the Baptist up in prison for saying to his face that he was doing bad things. As I said at the beginning, John the Baptist is, is actually a real historical figure, which is why he shows up in the Gospels, you know, saying Jesus is, is the Messiah. Except I, I, don't, I don't really think there's historical evidence that the Bible stories about John are, are historically accurate, but he really was a radical leader and, and teacher who, who lived a long time ago in, in Israel, teaching people, um, you know, the right way to live, the kind way to live, like not to be selfish, not to be greedy, not to take advantage of your position if you have any power. And that's like, that's some cool stuff right there. Um, and then he got locked up for it in this story. So, but um, that's, that's kind of the, the significance of a Herod. There's two Herods in, in the book of Luke, at least two. Heck, maybe there's more than two. I don't know. Um, and they, they're corrupt leaders. They're taking advantage of people. They're, um, in, in next week's story, Herod, the first Herod, does some really horrible stuff. And um, so that's like this, this with John is setting the stage for why the people need a leader because they're hoping for someone who's going to fight back against these corrupt rulers. Um, and John the Baptist is, is part of that story. Um, is The story is interesting because he, he kind of, you know, you might have noticed last week's story, um, Sarah had, had a baby when she was old, and this week Elizabeth had a baby when she was old. So I feel like um, the John story fits into this really long tradition of miracle births. And um, the way that it's, it's presented alongside the, the story about Jesus, which I'll get to next week, it makes this really interesting comparison with and contrast to a story about Hagar and Sarai last week. And um, I'll actually be writing some more about my thoughts about that on my side notes feature on my Patreon page. That's one of my exclusive features for patrons. I do one for every episode. You can get access to all of those for just a dollar a month in addition to early access to each podcast episode. Um,
so anyway, as I said, um, this month is just all about the, the babies. So we did Hagar and Sarai and um, giving birth to Ishmael and Isaac. And this week is John the Baptist. And that is setting the stage for the most famous miracle birth of all time, Jesus. And uh, we'll get to that next week. Thanks so much for listening. Our theme music is Wholesome by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution. Until next time, shine on, Star Child.